Hey guys, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to thank you for tuning in to our sermon today. At TC, we exist to see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Welcome to TC, everybody. Come on, let's get it for Jesus across this place. It just makes you move when you hear it. I don't know what to tell you. It's so good. So, uh, man, we're so excited about all that God is doing. And, uh, man, to uh, all of you at home, you stayed under the blankets. Shame on you. All right. So uh, we are here worshiping Jesus, and you are worshiping the heat. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm literally kidding. Please don't be offended. All right. Uh, but, no, we're, we're excited about all that God is doing. And, uh, man, I remember... Uh, recently, uh, I, I was talking to one of my friends, and they were they were talking about like we were we were kind of sharing stories of the temperature, and uh, we were like, yeah. They, they were sending me pictures of snow on their back porch, and they got like 10 inches of snow. And so they were shoveling, and, uh, and I was like, can't relate. Uh, matter of fact, Nate sent a picture to his mom uh, from the golf course. She was like, it's snowing here. We're like, we're playing golf here. So, uh, so sorry, guys. We're really happy here. But I remember recently I was traveling to Knoxville, Tennessee. And, uh, and, and I was, I, when I went to Knoxville, I was, I was actually going to fly into Knoxville. I was driving to Kentucky. And then when I was coming back from Kentucky, the drive to Kentucky was easy. Coming back from Kentucky into Knoxville, um, I had to hit one of those uh, like one of those areas where the road split 17 times in like two seconds. Um, and, and how many guys know when you're traveling with your GPS, like all you see on the thing is like 17 roads and one red line, and you're counting like right to left, like how, which which lane am I supposed to be? Like you know, and uh, and so it was one of those like I took I actually took the wrong lane, but I thought I was in the right lane because it curved to the same angle as the right like that whole thing. And like, I love traveling in the 21st century where I can really trust Siri, which by the way, if Siri decided to turn all of us, we would just be absolutely in trouble. So, but I, I, I was like, it's great that I can trust her until we get in a moment like that, because like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, what lane am I supposed to be in? Like, and how many guys remember traveling before GPS. Like, come on, if you're, if you're under 30, don't raise your hand right now, okay? Like, you, you do not know what it was like. How many of you remember MapQuest? My God. Yeah, some of you are like, wow, MapQuest. It's like, go 36 miles, turn right on, and you're like, 36 miles. And uh, better yet, how many of y'all remember before MapQuest, your parents just had a folded up map in the glove box? Come on. You're welcome, boomers. All right? So, like, and, uh, how many guys remember that? You had to unfold it, and no one knew what they were looking at. You know what I mean? Like, are we gonna, are we gonna take uh, I-65 here? You're like, that's California. You're like, right, right. We're gonna take, like, no, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, you're just, you're hoping for the best, and so. I remember traveling uh, back in the day like that. But now in the 21st century, it's so easy. But there was that moment when I was driving into Knoxville and, and the road was like, there was four going this way and eight going that way and two going straight. And I was like, oh dear God, which way am I? Like, and I'm looking at the GPS and you're also looking at the road and you're looking, you're like, you're looking and you're like, which way am I? I can't, you're right. And then inevitably I took the third from the right lane instead of the fourth from the right lane. And I ended up on my way to Nashville or something. And I was like, dear God, I just want to get to the airport. And I remember thinking to myself then, and as I was getting ready for today, I was thinking about it today, uh, about this idea that I think many of us are living our life in a, in a turn-by-turn type of fashion. Like, like, we're living our life not with an overall trajectory of where we would like to be. We're kind of just making our decisions one at a time, 
hoping that we're just going to end up in the right place, right? And the reality is this, and this is a question that I have for you. I want you to think about, are your current values, say values, are your current values a roadmap that will get you to your destination? Because here's what I believe many people fall prey to. Because we don't have a set trajectory for our life, we try to figure out what God wants for us in the moments that opportunities arise. And so it's like this thing shows up and we're like, man, this looks really good. But the problem is even the things that uh, Satan usually presents to us look good at the moment, right? He doesn't show up with a pitchfork and horns. He shows up with everything you've ever prayed for just in a different way than you were praying for it, right? And so then you're going, is this what God wants for me? Like, is this how God wants, is this the opportunity that I was praying about? Is this the job? And the question that we're asking ourselves is we're trying to figure out between what God wants and what we want. And, and every time the, the Lord wants to do something in your life, the enemy wants to create a counterfeit version of it. All right, that's not in your notes, but you can have it for free. All right? So every time God wants to do something great in your life, the, inner, the enemy will have a counterfeit version of it. And so here we're trying to figure out, is this what God wants? Is that what God wants? And the way that we decide that, listen to me, is not in the moment. The way we decide that is having a particular set of values already instilled into who we are and in our home so that when opportunities arise, we measure those against who we said we were going to be, not who God or who the opportunities are trying to make us be in the moment. And I hope that makes sense to you. If it doesn't, we're going to explain it a little more as we go on. So here's a question that I have. What are the values you are living by? What are the values you're living by? I'm going to give you some of mine in just a few minutes that uh, Ashley and I have kind of, they exist in our home. What are the values you're living by? And by the way, if your answer is, I don't have any, then you do have some. They're just bad ones. Okay? So you have values for your home. If you haven't established them, then you just have bad ones, right? It's like theology. Like, I don't believe in theology. Well, then you do believe in theology. You just have a bad one, okay? Like, you have to know what you believe, and you have to know what you're striving for. Otherwise, how will you know you're going the right direction? In 2 Corinthians 9, it says this, and God is able to bless you abundantly. Say abundantly. So that in all things... At all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. How many of you want to live a fruitful life? Right? Very good. Y'all did way better than the 830 service. It was like nine. I was like, well, good for the rest of y'all. Y'all just out here winging it. You know, like, you know. But the reality is we all want to live an abundant life. We all want to live a fruitful life. We all want to walk in the blessings that come from God. Right? And that's going to vary from person to person and what that looks like. Every person's blessing and favor is not the same. But the reality is we can all live a life of blessing and abundance and favor for what God wants us to do. So hear me. God's desire is that you would have all things at all times, having all that you need to do everything he's ever called you to do. So hear me, the difference between where you are and where God wants you to be oftentimes is the things we've allowed to get in the way in the process. And values are the way we ensure we're walking on the right trajectory. And today I want to talk to you a little bit about what it looks like to establish some values because I want to help you with this today. Because if, listen, if you'll set some values for your home, if, you, if you'll set, some, this is who we're always going to be. When opportunities pop up, you can measure those opportunities against the values and say, well, that's going to cause us to be who we already said we're not going to be. 
or that's going to cause us to have to do what we already said we're not going to do. So the reality is we want to establish our values ahead of time, right? And the first thing I want you to understand with this is what you don't clearly define will become chaotic. I'm going to say it again. What you don't clearly define will become chaotic. If you, if you don't if you don't give it an assignment, if you, don't, if you don't create the pathway, if you don't clearly define what you want, it'll become chaotic. I remember Pastor Scott uh, preached a message one time, and in that message, he used this phrase. He said, everything drifts towards chaos. And I thought to myself, that is so true, right? Like many of you, either you have kids or you've been around kids. How many guys know when it gets too quiet or too loud, something's wrong? Come on, right? You're like, it's a little too quiet in there. Or someone's screaming their head off and you're like, it's a little too loud in there, right? right? The reality is everything drifts towards chaos. Ashley and I adopted two puppies, uh, to, like many of you guys have already seen before. Uh, and these, they're adorable, they're sweet, they're lovely, they pee everywhere. All right, so they're like, it's, it's, we're in puppy mode at our house. Um, they chew up everything, right? Like they, they, so uh, the other day, they, they stay in our sunroom. So Ashley the other day uh, is like, uh, I, we look on the camera and the dogs have torn apart this comforter. They've torn it and they've gutted it and there's stuff everywhere. And I'm like, great. Right. Um, and I get home first and I look and there's, there's 37 blankets in this room. And it was cold outside. And so I asked, I asked Ashley, I was like, why are, there, why are there so many blankets? She's like, because they're cold. And I'm like, well, they're not going to get under them. They're like, it's like, she's like, well, what if they need? And like for her, our puppies are our children for her. And if you don't agree with that, you better mind your business. Okay. Like, so. <laughs> So she's like, oh, they're my babies. What if they get, I'm like, whatever. So they tore this blanket apart, right? And it's the same thing when I'm in my office, man. Like, how many of y'all know, like, when the puppies are out, it's like, it's real quiet in here right now. Something's going on, right? And if it's too loud, one of them's bleeding. Like, that's the way that it goes, right? So see, they are like toddlers. So anyways, but all that to say is everything drifts towards chaos, like, Left without discipline and left without understanding, nothing goes in the right direction. And hear me, for your life, you can have all the wisdom, you can have a prayer life, but if you're not setting the values for your life that will create the roadmap you use to get where God wants you to be, without the discipline and without the right trajectory, you're not going to magically end up where you want. Matter of fact, I said it like this, a ship left to the tides never reaches its destination. Could you imagine if a, a ship untied from the dock, let the tides take it out the ocean to the ocean, was like, I really hope we end up in the right city. No, it's not going to. It's going to float forever in an endless movement towards wherever the wind blows it. And I think that's exactly how many of our lives look. Our, the ship of our life and the tides, meaning the problems and the troubles that come along, are just taking us wherever they want to take us. And because we haven't created a map on how to get where God wants us to be, we're just hoping we're going to end up there. And that's why Proverbs 29, 18 says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Right? If you can't see, if you don't have a vision for what God wants for you, if you're not creating a roadmap for what God wants for you, you're going to stumble all over yourself. How many guys have been through seasons like that? Where you're like, I just don't feel like I can get ahead. Like, I feel like I'm drowning here, right? But this is what he says later. But when they attend to what he reveals, they reveals. When they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. So hear me. Without a roadmap to your destination, the next thing you need to understand is you won't know when you're going in the wrong direction. 
So if you don't have a roadmap to your destination, now hear me, on this roadmap, you're not going to know all the answers. Let's face it. How many of us have been on, on the journey of life going, God, I'm going to need some clarity on this one. You're not going to know all the answers all the time. But that's why the destination matters, because you have to know ultimately the, the direction that you're going in rather than hoping as time goes on. You see, we have to have a roadmap to our destination. So I grew up, uh, I'm an 80s kid that grew up in the 90s, so late 90s comedy, my favorite. All right, one of the greatest actors of all time, in my opinion, comedic actors at least, Jim Carrey. So there you go, there you go, that 8.30 crowd wasn't rocking with it, but uh, the 10 o'clock crowd is with me. So uh, Jim Carrey, listen, Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura when nature calls, like, like, don't even come at me with nothing else, all right? That is like, that. I can quote full-blown scenes from those movies. My wife will randomly like, do the diner scene from Dumb and Dumber, and I'm talking beginning to end the whole thing. Okay, so just so y'all know, like I know Flo's lines, I know Seabass lines, I know the whole thing, like I'm there. All right, some of y'all are like, what is he talking about? Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is not a Christian movie, by the way. All right, so, but there's a scene in that movie where, by the way, it's called Dumb and Dumber because the two men in the movie are literally dumb and dumber. Like they are, they are, they're dumb. All right, and so there's a scene in the movie, though, where they, they have to get to Aspen, Colorado, Okay. They have to get to Aspen, and so they're driving, and one of them is asleep, and the other one's not paying attention, and there's this moment in where the road splits, and they can either go towards Nebraska or Colorado. Well, he's not paying attention, and in that moment, he moves towards Nebraska. Well, five hours later, the other guy wakes up, and the sun is now up. It's daytime, and he looks at him, and he's like, man, I really expected the Rockies to be a little rockier than this. You know, it's just like Great Plains of Nebraska. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I think for so many of us, that's exactly what's happened in our lives. We picked our head up one day and we're looking going, man, I really expected things to be different than this. But what you failed to realize because you didn't have a true trajectory for your life, you made some turn somewhere that has ended up impacting the trajectory for where you are now. And here's the problem with going the wrong direction. How many guys notice it's not usually in the moment that you realize it. It's usually two months, two years down the road, you pick your head up and go, this is not where I wanted to be. I mean, think about it right now. How many of us all know a bitter, angry person right now? Dang, y'all, okay. The rest of y'all just don't have bitter friends. Maybe it's because, never mind. All right, so I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The reality is this. We all know someone's like bitter and angry, but they didn't, they, they didn't set that trajectory for their life. What happened? At some point in time, because they never made a decision that I'm going to live a joy-filled life, something happened in their life. And because of that, right, it set the trajectory, and they never paid attention to the fact that they were going down that road. And there, two years later, five years later, I think for some people, 25 years later, they pick their head up, they're bitter, they're angry, they're unforgiving, they're always upset, and no one wants to be around them. So now they're lonely, isolated, and depressed, but they can't figure out why. Well, the reason why is you've been going the wrong direction for however long, and you never knew to change it so that you could end up somewhere else. The problem is, 
I think for some people, it is big moments like that. There's something that happened to you, a trauma, like an abuse, something happened to you. But I think more often than not, it's not those big moments. It's little things. Matter of fact, Song of Solomon says it like this. He says, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyard are vineyards that are in bloom. How many guys know it's not that someone comes and burns the whole thing down, it's the little foxes that take little bits out a little bit at a time, right? I love playing golf, so me and Nate are golfers, and, and uh, if, when you're getting ready to hit the ball, uh, it, first of all, I love golf, golf hates me, just so we're clear. If you ever played golf, that statement makes perfect sense. I feel about golf the way I feel about the gym, which is I hate this, I hate you, I hate what's happening, I'll see you tomorrow, okay? So, um, but all that to say is when you're swinging your golf club, if it's one degree off when you hit the ball, it may not seem that significant when you hit it, but 200 yards from here, that means it's gonna be 50 feet to the right. And I think for so many people, you've let your life get one degree off and you didn't catch it because you didn't have anything to measure it against. And you've wondered why you got 200 yards down the road of life. And you're going, this is not where I wanted to be in my relationships. This is not how I wanted my marriage to look. This isn't what I wanted for my career. This is what happened. It's because you didn't measure and because you didn't get the values to make sure you were right in the beginning, it set the trajectory for where you ended up. Now, the good news just like in Dumb and Dumber, where they ended up in Aspen, regardless of going to Nebraska first, is God can also change the trajectory of your life. And it's never too late. Where you ended up doesn't have to be where you stay because God can shift you back to where he wants you to be. So wherever God wants you, God can still get you there. But listen, you got to make sure that you're getting the roadmap to get back to where God wanted you. Now, you're going to go through a season of frustration because now you've gone, you feel like you wasted two weeks, two months, two years, 20 years, whatever. The good news is, just like Nate said earlier, you haven't done enough to ruin God's plan for your life. So, so I said it like this, for, for most of us, it's not monumental moments that take you off course. It's the little things that move you a tiny bit at a time. You never addressed that anger problem, therefore the anger problem grew. And because you were angry, you became bitter. And because you were bitter, you stopped forgiving people. And because you stopped forgiving people, you started making enemies out of friends. Because you started making enemies out of friends, you now have no friends around you. Because now you have no friends around you, you have no one to talk to. Because you have no one to talk to, now you're isolated. Because now you're isolated, you're depressed. And because you're depressed, now you're filled with anxiety. And now you're filled with anxiety, you feel like you can't function in society. Now because you feel like you can't function in society, now you can't hold a job. Now you can't hold a job because you, now you're broke. Now now you're broke, you're breeding a poverty mindset. Now you have a poverty mindset, you're going to hand that on to your children. And before you know it, one degree off has set the trajectory that even your children are going to inherit something. And listen to me, that's why we got to get intentional about the values we're creating. You with me today? And so I want to help you because I, here's the deal. Not, this isn't just for you. I believe this is something you can change for your children too. And so one of the beautiful things is I'm going to give you my values right now uh, for our home. And some of these I inherited. Now, here's the thing. Uh, yeah, we, I inherited some of these, but I also built some for myself. So some of these are things that my dad and my, my, my parents' home was built on, and they shifted. And you may be the person that goes, man, I never had a family or a parent that gave me values like this. This was never a conversation I ever had. Well, listen to me. You get to be the one that starts it for the future generations of your home, all right? You get to be the one that sets the tone for what your children are going to do moving forward. You get to build the values that are going to be multi generational values for the king or for, for the generations to come and how it's going to impact the kingdom. Your children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren can change the trajectory of their life if you choose to build the values that will get them there now. 
So listen, I believe that God is going to shift some of the, the generational curses from addictions to blessings. But hear me, it's going to happen when we set our values. So let me give you some advice real quick. The living some values for us in my home, for me and Ashley, the first one is joy. Joy. We're going to have joy in our home. Listen, we're going to laugh. Well, it may be at someone else's expense, but by God, we're going to laugh. All right? Like, we're, there's going to be laughter in our home. There's going to be happiness in our home. But here's the deal. Because it's a value for me and because it's a value for us, anytime there's a moment in our home where it's a void in that area, we know it immediately. Like, we, we'll sit down for dinner. And how many guys, you, everyone's done this before. You sit down for dinner, and it, it's just not a, it, it's not it's a bad conversation. It's just kind of like, yep. How's work? Good. How's work for you? Good. You know, like, you know, uh, and, and, and listen, because we know joy is a value for us, when we find ourselves in those moments, we immediately catch it and we'll do something about it. So it's like turn on a television show and let's look at stuff and laugh and pick out which one of our friends are the characters on that show so we can make fun of them behind their backs. <laughs> and in front of their face, if that makes you feel better, okay? Like, <laughs> We've told all of our friends who they are in the television shows. Okay, so, uh, but all that to say is like, we literally, why? When something's not right, we catch it. When we're going the wrong direction, we know it. Listen to me, we're not going to get six months down the road, realize we're miserable and not figure out why. We catch it the moment it happens and we change the trajectory of it, right? The next one is love. Like we're going to have love in our home, okay? We're going to have a love for each other. Praise God. God bless marriage. Speaking of, Relationship Series starts next month, Sushi, Sex, and Subtitles. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't been a part of that, make sure you come out next month for that. That's going to be a good time. So, so we have love in our home, like love between uh, uh, like our marriage. But here we, we also have a love for God in our home. We're going to make prayer something that happens in our home, right? We have a love for people in our home. We have a love for community in our home. My wife, my wife is one of the most compassionate people you've ever met in your life. She's over here on the front row, by the way. Uh, my, my wife's one of the most compassionate people you've ever met in your life. Uh, she's so good at loving people. I'm not. Uh, and so uh, she, she's like naturally, like randomly we'll have like, she'll come in with a Target bag. And I'm like, what is that stuff? You know, and she's like, I'm building a gift bag for one of my friends. And I'm like, for what? And she's like, I just, the Lord put them on my heart. I'm like, I wish the Lord would put me on your heart sometimes. I need, a, I need a gift bag, you know what I mean? Put some ammo and beef jerky in a bag for me. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Anyways, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She, she loves me too. All right, uh, so which brings me to the third thing, which is generosity. Like, we're, we, we're going to be a generous home. Now, again, these are our values. Don't steal them. Okay, I'm just kidding. You can have them. Like, take as much as you want. Like, uh, but, but we're going we're gonna to have generosity in our home. We're going to be generous people. Like, we're going to choose to give. We're going to give things away. We're going to take care of people, right? Like, she doesn't ask me, like, hey, do you mind if I do, like, make a gift basket for someone else? First of all, she's like, she knows our finances better than I do. So, of course, she's not going to ask me anything. But, uh, like... Like, hey, we don't, it's like we're gonna, we've already decided we're going to be generous. So when, I, when, I, when one of my brothers is going through something, like brothers in Christ, one of my friends in the church is going through something, I'll hit her up. Hey, I'm going to take someone to dinner tonight and just talk to them, make sure they're good. They're going through some things right now. Like, we don't have to figure it out budget-wise. It's like, no, 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 no. We know we're going to be generous. That's okay. Go for it because that's how we're going to be generous to people. But we're also going to be generous at our church. 
we're going to give at our church financially. Like, like we give every Sunday, right, to the vision and the mission of this house, right? But more importantly, we're going to serve at our church too. We're going to be generous with our time as much as our treasure. Like, we're going we're gonna to do everything we can to, to be generous in our lives. The, the fourth one is honor. We're going to be a house of honor, right? Not just honoring people, but we're also going to honor each other. We're going to honor God in our house. We're going to have a house of honesty, respect, loyalty. We're going to be hardworking. And so, like, I mean, that's, that's who we're going to be in our house. And then faithfulness. Like, we're going to have courage, authenticity. Like, we're going we're gonna to be faithful in our home. So, so those are the five things that I've always kind of set as a trajectory for our house. And even in our faithfulness, like, one of the things, one of the components of faithfulness for our home is the idea of soli deo gloria, which is all things are to the glory of God alone. So, like, even, so for us, like, we make it a point that when great things happen in our life, we're giving God glory in the great things that have happened. So, like, when, we, when she gets a promotion, we're like, come on, we're going to praise God right now about what God did. Yeah, you worked hard. Yes, you've earned. But listen, God gave you that promotion. We're going to give God glory. But you know what? In our pain and our suffering, you know what we're doing? We're going to pause for a moment. We're going to give God glory right now for what we're praying he's going to do, but also in the fact that we're believing that in all things at all times, God gets the glory out of every situation. So in our praise, he gets the glory. In our pain, he still gets the glory. Why? We're making a conscious decision that we're not going to be angry at God for where we are. We may have to go through a season of frustration, but we're always going to give God glory with our life, with our marriage, with our home, with our blessings. Why? Because God is good all the time and all the time God is good. And so we've made the conscious decision ahead of time because you know what the world would love to do? The world would love to convince us God's not good because we went through bad things. So we've made the decision God's always good even if we go through bad things. Why? It's a value for us. We're going to be faithful to God. No matter what we go through, we're going to be faithful. And I'll be honest with you, that, that one alone carried us through the loss of our son. We're going to give glory to God even in our pain. We're going to let the world know our faith is real, not because everything's good. Our faith is real because sometimes things go bad. And God's good in the middle of it because God's goodness is not measured by your circumstances. It's measured by what Jesus did at the cross. Because there's an eternity that waits for us that outweighs all of the temporary pain we experience on earth. And so that's how we've lived our lives. So people come to us, how did you guys get through it? Honestly, that's how we got through it. Because we go, because God's going to get the glory of our life. Right? Proverbs 19.1 Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity. Talking about values. Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. In Joshua 24, 15, Joshua is talking to the Israelites in the Old Testament. And he's telling them, you know, they're trying to figure out who they're going to serve. And they've come from all different backgrounds and different things are going on around them. And this is what he says. He says this, but if, the, if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Now, what I thought was interesting about this is he didn't say choose this day if you would serve something else. He said choose this day whom you will serve because, listen to me, you will serve something. You just got to choose what it will be. And he goes on to talk about that, and at the very end he says, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And listen, If it's a value, you know when it's happening and you know when it's not. If it's just something you're hoping for, how many guys know the tides and seasons of life can knock you off course? That's why values matter because they always make sure you're pointing in the right direction. Which is why we get to this last one. Because if you don't define who you are, you'll always be defined by what you're not. 
If you don't define who you are, the positive, we're going to be character, integrity, love, joy, faithfulness. If you don't define who you are, you'll always be defined by what you're not. Listen, you know people right now that the only way you can describe them is they're just not very happy. They're just not very joyful. They just don't love people that much. They're just always in a bad mood. Like if you saw them in Target tomorrow, you'd be like, nah, I'm not doing this. Come on, help me out. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Like, you, you see him at a restaurant, and you're like, please don't see me. Please don't see me. Please don't see me. Why? Because, like, you don't want the poison that they're about to drop on you. Because it's like every time you talk to them, you're like, dear God, do you have a good day? Am I right or am I right? Right? Like, you have, if you can't think of anyone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, so, but the, the reality is, like, we all know someone that's like that, and we all know people like, matter of fact, like, how many of us have ever been, like, maybe this has happened to you, it's happened to me, uh, like, a family member has passed, and when the family member passed, like, you, you get, you, when you're around the friends, everyone, they're great, but you get around the family, and they're like, man, they were just always miserable, they never had anything good to say about anybody, it's like, all they did was complain, like, like, we all know people like that, well, listen to me, if you don't define who you will be, You'll be defined by what you're not. You weren't happy. You weren't joyful. You weren't generous. You weren't, you weren't, you weren't. Listen, I want to be defined by who I am and who God's called me to be. Not just by all the things people see about me. Right? That's why Matthew 7, 24 through 25. Everyone who hears these words and put them in the, uh, these words of mine and puts them into practice will be like a wise man who built their house on a rock. The rain fell. The floods came. And the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. How do you know your house is built on a rock? You pick the values that the rock is. Everyone, every value I have is a Christian value that comes from the Bible that represents Jesus. Joy, generosity, love, all those things represent Christ. They're the ones that I wanted in my home because I thought they were the most important. You got to define what's going to be in your home that's going to be the most important. That's going to help you represent Christ. And that's what you're going to build your house on that is the rock, the foundation, right? So we have to do those things. And it's important we do it for us, not just for us. We also do it for our children. That's why Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he gets old, he will not depart from it. And hear me, I just want to speak to some of you for a second. Because some of you are, some of you are in the space we described earlier, where you are, you, you picked your head up two years down the road and realized you were somewhere you did not want to be. You have become the person you did not want to be. And I would even say this: I did not put this in my notes, but I feel like this is just a Holy Spirit moment for some of you. You've become the parent you swore you would never become. You are just as angry as your father. You are just as bitter as your mother. And you swore your whole life you would never be them, and all of a sudden here you are. And part of the reason why is because you never set the trajectory for who you wanted to be. You just always saw what you didn't want to be. But if all you're ever looking at is something, you'll always end up going after that thing, whether you wanted to or not. And, and hear me, every one of us is a byproduct of the decisions we've made. So the decisions we made took us down a road and now... If you're joyful, it's because you made the conscious decisions to go down the road of joy. And if you're miserable, it's because you made the decision to go down the road of misery. We are the byproduct of the decisions that we've made. 
the good news is you can always change directions. Like with God, no matter where you've come from, God can always change the way that you're going. And I want to invite you into the space that you define, start defining who you are rather than being defined by what you're not. Because just because it's the attributes that you've obtained and the mentalities that you've brought on yourself, listen, that's not your identity, that's your behavior. Your identity for those who are in Christ is that you are of Jesus Christ, which means you can make the conscious decision to start reflecting him now. So I put it in your notes like this. You can embrace the joy in the journey. Say joy. You can embrace the joy in the journey when you know the destination rather than trying to make turn-by-turn decisions. I talked to you earlier about going to Knoxville. And I'm sitting here looking at the GPS, and there's 17 different roads and one red line. And I'm like, oh, dear God, let this red line be the right red line. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You've all been there, right? Like, dear God, please, please. Um, And it wasn't, for the record. Uh, I ended up on my way to Nashville, and then I had to do a U-turn. But... um, what I thought was interesting is when I came back around to that same exact place, I looked up and there was this massive sign that said Knoxville with an arrow pointing at the lane I was supposed to be in. And I was like, right, right. Perfect. Listen to me. If I had stopped trying to live in a turn-by-turn scenario and just put my attention on where I was supposed to be, I would have known the lane I was supposed to be in. Get out of the day-to-day who am I going to be kind of living, decide who you're going to be, and then apply that to every decision you get to make. Now you're telling your situations who you're going to be rather than your situations telling you who you're going to be. Now you control the outcome. You with me today? So how do I do that? How do you, how do you wake up tomorrow and put this into practice? I want to invite you to establish five non-negotiable values for your life, for your home. Right? If you're single, you say, man, I don't, I'm not married yet. No, this is the perfect time to get these set. Because now when you meet somebody, you can measure their values against yours. And if they don't match, you already know they're not for you. Now you can, you can cut the dating pool down by 80%. Praise God. Right? You can save some money. Right? You can do the whole thing, right? In Jesus' name. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, but, so you can, but in all reality, like if their values don't match your values, hey, Good for you. I hope you find the right person. I'm not it. Because you got to match where God's leading me. You with me today? And if you are married, you do have a home, you do have kids, this is how you know you're going in the right direction at all times. It could be three, it could be five, it could be seven. For us, it's five. I think five is a good number. But just establish them. And here's the deal. Don't be in too big of a rush. So don't go home and be like, uh, faith, hope, and love. All right, we're done. Okay, like, don't do that. All right, like, and you go to Hobby Lobby and buy the things and you put them on the mantle. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right. <laughs> I want to invite you to take some serious time and prayer and reflection and really think about the people you want to be. And here's one, of the way, here, I, here's one of the ways that I think you can do this and be good at it. Think about the things of your home growing up that you loved and replicate it. And think about the things in your home that you grew up that you didn't love, that you always wished were different, and make it part of your values to not let that thing happen again. At least do those two things. Think about this, man. Imagine where your life could be 12 months from now. Imagine where your life could be 12 months from now if you let values lead you to fruitful living. You could pick your head up next January and realize you're not in Nebraska. 
but you are in the Rockies, my friend. John Denver had it right. All right. Some of y'all got that. It's all right. Don't worry about it. You can end up exactly where God wants you to be. You with me today? Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you and we love you. God, we're so grateful that we have values that can lead us in the right direction. We thank you that you speak to us through your word on how we can do that. So God, I pray right now that we would establish the values in our life that would lead us to be the people you've called us to be. We can pick our head up a year from now and we're not gonna be shocked because we're in a place we didn't think we would be. We are exactly where you called us to and we can have faith and confidence that you've led us there. So God, speak to our life. Help each one establish the values. Establish the roadmap, the trajectory that's gonna get us where we wanna be in Jesus' name. If you're here today and very quickly, you say, Brad, I want the values of Christ, but before I do that, I need Jesus, I need Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. Maybe I know about him, I'm hearing about him, but my life doesn't belong to him, but it needs to. Today, if that's you, the beauty of the gospel is that even though all of us have sinned and it separated us from God when Jesus died on the cross and he rose again from the dead, he paid for our sins. And today, you can have eternal life in Christ by putting your faith in him. Today, if you're ready to do that, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. Prayer doesn't save you. It just puts language to that belief that Jesus died and rose again and paid for our sins so that you can be with God. The whole church is going to pray with you so you're not praying by yourself. So let's pray. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sin. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. Give me a fresh start. And I'll worship you forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So let's give it up for those that pray that today. We celebrate with you. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. If you want to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. More information about our church or to contact us, feel free to go to mytc.life. Mytc.life is also where you can partner with us financially, and we would love it if you would consider doing just that, as your financial support is a key factor in helping our content channels grow. So I want to invite you to join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. I pray you have a blessed day.